<laughs> Hello everyone. My name is Rune. I'm the guest for today. I'm with the host Zach and Reet. Welcome to our podcast. Um so today we have Rune as our guest and we, we are talking about stereotypes with these stereotypes around yeah. men mm-hmm. that you know, I'm most likely in India or like in any other places or even here to be honest. So, uh Rune we have few questions for you that you would have to kind of answer according to like it's your wish <laughs> yes but first how are you do you want to give a little bit information about like background information about yourself you oh sure say? sure so i immigrated to canada in 2009 with my parents i became a citizen in 2015 uh, i have uh, lived in saskatoon before uh, being here in calgary Uh, I love studying here at the University of Calgary. Uh, I really enjoy uh, the experience I have with the different professors. Uh, I believe that this is a place of prosperity and it's a very progressive place. Uh, I ha- I really love living here in Alberta. Uh, I of course like most uh, people who come from non-European countries cold is a factor. Cold is something uh, extreme cold and is something that I find uncomfortable. However, I have learned to adjust mm-hmm. and uh, the people here are so friendly, they are nice, they are open, uh, they are welcoming and uh, there's a thriving Indian community here. Uh, the uh, western people here are also very very approachable. I really like uh, living here in Calgary and I find that uh, down the years I can belong here i can feel like i am a calgarian i am a canadian so these are this is a place i'd like to lay down my roots mhm well that was nice to hear but um so you said you were studying in university of calgary right mm. what major are you doing are you studying i am in the communications media and film department so i am doing a bachelor of arts in communications mm-hmm. uh, i'll be finishing in april next year oh well that's good So, um Zach, do you just want to go at for the first question then? Oh yeah, of course. So, can you share your personal experiences with these stereotypes around men? Oh yes, uh so I list a few of those stereotypes. Uh, one of them I think uh this is a question i get asked a lot by people who are uh, not indian like i got asked that is there still a caste system in india so most of the time when people meet uh indian people i men or women they they may ask that do you they want to gauge whether you support the caste system or uh, you have some kind of positive opinion about it or they m- might ask is does it still exist uh so uh, i'm i don't feel uncomfortable at this question but what i explained to them is uh the caste system or the, the hierarchy hierarchy hereditary caste system is something that indian people are starting to uh leave behind they are starting to disassociate from it and india is heading in a progressive direction with the uh, women's empowerment also like liberal socially liberal values mm-hmm. uh, but when it comes to stereotypes i think most western people have this stereotype of uh, india as a patriarchal society while people follow their traditions uh, there's the caste system and there's uh, people are religious uh so these are some of the stereotypes surrounding men 
uh, and Indian people in general. My personal experience, I would say uh, that apart from uh, some Canadians asking me that is there a caste system in India, uh, people might think that uh, I will... Uh, I will associate it. I, I will associate with some people who are uh, of uh, of a certain background, and I will not associate with other people who may be, you know, different than me. Uh, there's a concept called ethnic silo. You know, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, when immigrants come here, they usually associate with their own people who speak their own language or have their own religion. They don't uh, mix uh, with other, intermingle with people of other uh, ethnicities or other religious backgrounds uh, so i i found myself here in calgary uh, that i am open to associating with people from all backgrounds uh, whether it is a different economic background different ethnic backgrounds I, I am a very approachable and welcoming person so i break that stereotype that i don't only associate with indian people i uh, have friends with uh, all ethnicities yes okay that's good to hear could you say the word again? Uh, what was the word that you used? Ethnic silo. So silo, ethnic silo means that uh, immigrant, this is uh, something in the immigrant experience mm. that say a particular person here, he or she is from Iran. And so they after immigrating to Canada, they will only associate with, they will uh, only like, uh, of course, uh, when they go to work, they, uh, they mix or they find other people from other racial backgrounds but in their personal life when it comes to making friends or having you know inviting people over to their homes or going to parties or celebrations Mm -hmm. they only associate with their own uh, ethnic group or their own religious group and that is the silo that uh, people are uh, narrowly focused on uh, having relationship, friendly relationship, or rather, I would say, informal relations with only people from their own country, and uh, so, uh, as immigrants, yeah, I think that we must all uh, people of all ethnic backgrounds make make a resolution that we will be. Uh, universalistic we will associate with people of all ethnic backgrounds of all religion and we'll really uh, i don't want to use the word assimilate Mm -hmm. but uh, we will think of everyone as canadian we won't think that oh uh, this person is from my uh, uh, ethnic group so i must give him or her preferential treatment we must uh, escape that narrow-mindedness okay thank you every day i learn something new well today i learned ethnics Silo. Silo, yes, yes. Thank you so much for telling us about it. Okay, but what are some common misconceptions about Desi men that you have heard? Hmm. Well, the biggest uh, misconception uh, about men, I would say that uh, Desi men are thought as patriarchal. They are thought as traditional. Uh, So I think... A concept I learned here in comms is heteronormativity. Uh, so I find that uh, a common misconception uh, about Desi men is that uh, they uh, live with their parents uh, uh, till a certain age, then they get married, mm-hmm. uh, then they have children. So it's a very uh, traditional, like uh, 
few there are very few desi men who are single for a long time in their life or they are uh, part of the lgbt community uh, so uh, a common mis- misconception about desi men i would say is there uh, people f- people from other south asian backgrounds also like pakistanis or bangladeshis might think that indian men uh, they only want to get married uh, they they want to first finish their education get a job get married get what they use the term settle down or get settled in life is that and i i, I also see this uh, reflected in all the soap operas that are made uh, about indian families like the bengali soap operas or the hindi soap operas they all revolve around the marriage uh, the woman and man coming together in a traditional bond mm-hmm. you know having children extending their family that seems to be the uh, main focus of uh, the stories that are built around the indian background in movies or soap operas mm-hmm. and i find that's a common misconception that uh a desi man exists uh, solely to you know p- to uh, finish his education then uh, get settled down and procreate with someone uh, rather than uh, pursuing some of uh, their hobbies or having some kind of passion in life you know p- following some kind of objective exploring the world mm-hmm. or uh, going into a direction which is non traditional so i say, i would say i would uh, give the gist of the common misconception as being desi men seen as traditional uh, okay how do you think we can challenge and debunk these stereotypes you know how um, you talked about the traditional part and how they have only one thing in their life like it's shown that way yes yes so i uh, was following the legalization of same sex marriage which was being deba- debated in the indian supreme court yeah, so, uh, so uh, what i learned from western western progressivism is that uh, transphobia homophobia these are uh, uh, concepts that are associated with uh, traditional people uh, with people who have reactionary views about uh, relationships and identity and uh, i think that we should uh, go beyond those uh, reactionary notions of what a family unit can be of what identity can be uh, i th- i am following the news perhaps it is may 19th uh, i don't remember the date but legalization of same sex marriage is being debated in indian supreme court and uh, i find that western progressive values is something that india should embrace uh, i have long been a supporter of feminism liberal progressive feminism and uh, egalitarianism i believe that uh, the recent uh, uh, the bjp government i i don't like the direction they are moving india towards which is this very um, anachronistic uh, patriarchal traditional direction uh, where people are going back to religion uh, i think that religion may have some positive role definitely to p- play in people's life but if we uh, impose restrictions on people's individual rights uh, their uh, their freedoms uh, then we are creating a society that is very uh, narrow minded that is not and you see uh, i remember this uh, uh, statement that my father said that one of his chinese colleagues at his workplace 
had told him that uh, you know why China is uh, so far advanced uh, economically scientifically compared to India is that because uh, in China most people are atheists or non-religious whereas in India there's a large majority of the people who are still very religious very traditional they follow their ancient customs and they cannot escape this uh, world of tradition and religion and this is a viewpoint that influences them to have all these reactionary values like uh, homophobia uh, transphobia anti-feminism or uh, like uh, thinking in terms of uh, women as property or like uh, uh, or also recent something that that uh, the Indian reactionaries have learned from the West, their Western counterparts is uh, opposition to healthcare women's healthcare which is the abortion like the pro-life attitude or uh, say uh, thinking that oh uh, you know uh, people should always uh, think about uh, the family the family as the cornerstone cornerstone of civilization and I think that people have to think about uh, rights people have to think about human rights I think that is very important uh, I'd say that that is a way that the uh, Desi community can fight those stereotypes of being traditional, of being focused too much on the family, is that by uh, shifting the uh, attention, the national attention, I think, okay, so I'm speaking about India, but also here in Canada, as a group, we must become more progressive, we must uh, focus our uh, our lives uh, on helping people who are uh, in need. We must uh, uh, address the issue of human rights, of individual freedom, and uh, people having uh, a life that is free from restrictions uh, imposed by the government or the society. Hmm, that's good. It, it was interesting because you, you talk about um, traditional families, right? And hmm. like how... Desi men always have that pressure <laughs> to, you know, start a family and stuff. It's funny because, like, I, I'm pretty young and I, I already feel it. I'm like, I haven't even graduated yet. Do you feel that pressure on your personal life? Oh, yes, yes. So, like, uh, here it's a more individualistic society so here my neighbor will not ask me that oh what are, what are you doing for a job or like uh, uh, why when will you get married or uh, you know we, uh, you know this intrusion which uh, in india many people face that from their neighbors they're very curious they're very inquisitive about what uh, the son or daughter is doing uh, what direction the family is going in uh, so here I find that people are not obsessed about their neighbors or their family members that oh you are, have you uh, finished your education are you getting married uh, oh I, marriage is not the end point you know after marriage when are you having children when are you going to uh, have children you know or like uh, what do you do for work all these kind of personal things I find that I, I don't know for, uh, for sure but uh, my mother says that uh, you know in, in the northeast or where people Indian people live in close contact with each other they are still very inquisitive about other people like what they are doing in their life uh, you know how far they have progressed in uh, creating a family or uh, what they do for work they're very curious about that and I find that um, I find that as a intrusion on people's uh, private life. 
So can you discuss the intersectionality of being a Desi man and how it relates to stereotypes around masculinity and gender roles? So before talking about intersectionality, I think let's also tell what intersectionality is oh, to yeah. the viewers because they might have few there might be few people who wouldn't know what who intersectionality know it, right? is. So it's a comms term for sure. Do you want to explain what it is? So intersectionality is basically like a tool for understanding the power that's basically obviously invisible to us but the power relations between um certain groups and how they shape the inequality and everything so basically it could be about how the inequality between the poor and the rich right versus something like that yes yes that i i can answer that uh, i would say that they see men mm-hmm. are expected to fulfill certain roles they're expected to uh, abide by some uh, duty some responsibilities as a indian person as a person of indian heritage or south asian background mm-hmm. uh, stereotypes around masculinity i would go back to the traditional family unit that the desi men are expected to uh, you know i think the term is bring home the bacon uh, you know get a job and then uh, put put food on the table you know get employed uh, then uh, bring money to home and then uh, feed your family mm-hmm. and then uh, fulfill civil they term it as civilizational civilizations goal mm-hmm. which is to you know procreate and have a family that is seen as the destination of desi men and i think that regarding gender roles most uh, desi men are i think are under huge pressure from their parents from the society to confirm to uh patriarchal stereotypes that they must earn a living and they must uh, uh, get married they must be uh, responsible individuals i i think that if a person takes care of his or her individual needs uh, and at the same time mm-hmm. gives respect to his uh, parents and uh, takes care of his parents or uh, the family and at at the same time is uh behaving in a way that uh, brings uh, that puts food on the table but also does not mean that he is behaving in an aggressive way you know masculinity what we think when we hear the word is that the person is being uh, overtly ag- uh, w- there's a term called toxic masculinity these mm-hmm. days uh, you know you know overt displays of aggression uh, overt displays of uh, uh that uh, people are uh, being uh, imp- imposing their viewpoints on others mm-hmm. i think we need to uh go beyond uh, these traditional notions of masculinity and mm-hmm. femininity femininity and become individuals who take care of themselves they take care of their immediate family members say in this example parents mm-hmm. and they do something for the world you know they do something for calgary like in this uh, 
this current context they do something for the society not as like you know just getting married and having children but they actually do something that's beneficial to society like you know volunteering mm-hmm. uh, helping people who are uh, poorer than themselves helping sick people ha- helping senior citizens you know uh, doing charitable activities and uh, improving society we must uh, we, okay so in the western context people are expected to be individualist mm-hmm. but i think that people should go beyond and think about improving society about helping those in need mm-hmm. and really contributing to the country you are living in like now i'm living in canada i have a very positive viewpoint of how how i'm going to be an asset for canadians how i'm going to improve the lives of canadians how i can contribute uh, to being a better canadian and if i was uh, living in india i would also think about okay so how can i make society more equal how can i uh, introduce more egalitarian values how i can uh, help uh, individuals in need and not just focus on selfish goals of you know g- getting a job then uh, getting married and just thinking of um, uh, individual or one's own sake mm-hmm. okay that was that was pretty good that's true but how do you think that you know all this that we talked about intersectionality and like all of these how are they impacting the younger generation okay so the younger generation uh, i think uh, technology is something that the younger generation has far greater access to i i'm talking about younger generation mm-hmm. specifically generation z uh, compared to the millennial or the gen x uh, generation and i think that the young people so i would i would go off on a slight tangent it's a similar thing but i think i can bring this into uh, into the context is that uh the revolution the feminist revolution in iran where the young people are fighting for individual freedom individual rights against a coercive repressive government i think the young people of today uh can choose values that uh not only uh focused on themselves their selfish goals they but really become altruistic think about the world think about the environment uh think about how can they uh sometimes transgress but sometimes also overcome uh what society imposes on them and by society i'm talking about the traditional society which wants them uh to uh create their own family you know get uh, get employed as soon as possible and then uh uh just uh, take care of one's own people must think of how they can contribute to changing the world how can they be uh, true revolutionaries who make an impact on the world you know people must learn how to transgress stereotypes mm-hmm. and how to uh, take takes uh, sometimes it needs taking risks and i think young people can find a way uh, to not only inculcate some progressive values into their lives but also think about how can they use their own experience to improve the quality of life uh, of other people in their community and their nation i think these are things that are very important in today's world yeah i agree with that so another one would be how do you think that the media representations of the, you know the desi men or 
let's just say the whole DC community mm-hmm. contribute to perpetuating these stereotypes? Uh, I will ask that when you say media representation, do you mean only the news or like media can be like movies and soap media operas? Media can be like the whole thing. So it's the movies, it's the TV shows, mm-hmm. it's the news, it's mm-hmm. everything. I think the Indian uh, soap operas that my mother is, uh, I say, not, I don't want to be impolite and say addicted to, but I, I think she has the right to see anything she wants. But the Indian soap operas that my mother sees, and I also sometimes uh, see them, uh, they are very enjoyable, uh, is that uh, they are always uh, showing this representation of an Indian family as a joint family, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I think that grandparents living with Indian, uh, uh, individual nuclear families is perfectly all right i love my grandparents i i, I am only my uh, maternal grandfather is alive i love him uh, if uh, he's uh, uh, he's a part of our uh, family extended family so i don't see a, f- a problem with uh, grandparents living uh, in their family unit but what the indian soap operas and even the movies are showing is this uh, kind of uh, ni- pre-1980s like 1960s 1940s 1950s of a huge joint family where the brother sister they get married and they're living in the same house and they're living in a big house everyone's living together that is no longer the reality in, in india in india uh also also in the western context most indian families are nuclear families at the most they will have their parents or grandparents living with them but the brother or the sister getting married and living in the same family that is very rare i think uh, indian soap operas need to show more nuclear families and so you, the question was how does this contribute to perpetuating the stereotypes mm-hmm. i think um, uh, from the uh this uh, bengali serial that my uh, mother is currently watching uh is it shows that the uh the pr- uh, prominent the lead role the female lead actress is uh, uh the show's name is jogodharti or jas sanal is the character of the it's a detective serial but it's also a family drama and uh, and the female is uh, you know she's cooking at home uh, she's cooking all the food so she's being a, a devoted uh, wife and devoted family person but she's also this successful detective and i find that's the that's the conflict in uh, indian soap operas they, they they cannot show a female that is completely liberated you know completely empowered you know she's uh, she's focused on her career and uh, she's going places uh, she's um, doing something for society you know just not thinking of oh i'll get married then i'll cook at home and uh, you know become a uh, mother and then i'll give birth to children and then uh, my life will be homebound i i find that in another soap opera that my mother used to watch his name is mitai uh, the person the female who was the career woman was portrayed as a negative person as a negative role you know she she was the uh, she was the evil person you know she had bad she had bad intentions towards the uh, the positive uh, person mitai who was 
playing the lead role and uh, this person mithai was uh, a family person she used to cook at home she used to do all the chores whereas the opposite of her uh, is a career woman so i think these these kind of negative attributes uh, negative stereotypes uh, that uh, the indian soap operas continue to impose upon uh, women uh, that uh, oh you know that the woman must always you know be a homemaker or a housewife or uh, not have any kind of hobbies or not think of herself her future and her you know what what she can contribute to the world or i think that uh, the media is very much behind uh, i'm and by media i mean specifically the soap operas also the bollywood movies they are very much they depict the traditional joint families uh, the traditional homemaker uh, as as far as the woman is concerned and they really uh, make this kind of manishian either by manishian i mean that uh, either all good or all bad so like the woman is the all uh, bad woman is always the career woman you know and the good woman is always the one who uh, puts family first who takes care of her family's needs who's the who does all the chores at home i i think indian soap operas need to go beyond that they need to sh- they need to get in touch with the young people you know i think uh these soap operas are mostly geared towards the 50 plus audience and they need to make a show make shows about the millennials or the gen z's how their lives are how they are uh you know living maybe they don't choose to have a family you know they can they can follow their own individual interest and uh, they can think of uh, improving the world of uh, doing something that you know goes out of this family stereotype you know they can uh, do something for the environment or they can do something for human rights you know or imp- uh, do something for the poor uh, they don't have to always be a homemaker that's what i want to say so that's true i have uh, seen some tv shows that i would say um, like indian soap operas where um, the girl she's curry oriented in this one i don't exactly remember what the um, show's name was but she was career oriented but her mom kept telling her that you know i know you're you're at this age you're at like 30 plus or something now you now you need to get married you need to go enough already stop working and all of this i mean obviously we need to go beyond this we can't just you know keep the girls inside and make her make them yeah, do yeah, like yeah, housework yeah. and everything i i'd like to uh, just give one comment is that i think uh, the last statistics i remember the world population is above 7 billion or mm-hmm. i think 8 billion uh, so i remember this person who told me that uh, he wants to have children because he wants to have his last name being added to the child's last name and that uh, future generation continue he wants to maintain his like a family, fa- family lineage family name legacy uh, i find that you know uh, people should think that oh the world population is more than 8 billion and uh, so many people there's so many young people there's so many children in this world why must i always think of that oh i need to get married and have children you know the people justify this as i need to contribute to civilization i need to you know um, have children so they can help uh, uh, maintain my family legacy you know uh, ju- just think you know there's so many people in this world and uh, india regarding india uh, just a few weeks 
weeks ago mm-hmm. india's population now exceeds china's population and people yeah. must uh, start thinking of family planning and uh, you know uh, that uh, having a family having children is not the be all end all goal of life mm-hmm. no that's totally true i agree with that what advice do you think you would give to you know the other desi men who might be you know struggling with the stereotypes and like the society's pressure on them to conform to them i think okay so i i'll ask you one clarification for this do you mean desi men who live in the west or desi men in india i would say both okay so for desi men who live in the west mm-hmm. i would I, i'll divide this into two parts no the, for desi men who live in the west i would say that they should really connect with the uh, progressive political orientation uh, they should socialize and associate with people who have progressive viewpoints who want uh, who are not reactionary who are not traditional who are not narrow minded who are not focused on you know conservative values or like they they are not socially conservative mm-hmm. they must uh, yeah because people who we associate with people uh, whose videos we see online whose articles we read that shapes the mentality of people so if people if they see men uh, go out of their way to associate with only people uh, who have uh, progressive viewpoints who to watch media that uh, portrays uh, that 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 shows that it is really the progressive the socially liberal values that help to move society forward then they can uh, defeat these stereotypes you know and societal pressures to confirm i would say education is the best way for men and women to go beyond these kind of impositions of society that they can get educated education has great value i think especially i believe in women's empowerment mm-hmm. so if uh, more uh, more females you know uh, uh, okay so i'm going in the indian direction now uh, for for people living in india both men and women men should make it their duty to encourage women to go into education to become as much educated as possible to seek personal enlightenment you know mm-hmm. the, the goal is liberation the goal is liberation from uh, the restrictions that society or the economy puts on you mm-hmm. and i believe that uh, through education through learning uh, through doing um, you know having a, a curious mind you know men and women should be curious about the world they must uh, uh, have an open mindedness uh, they must uh, they must convince themselves that the world is not just mama papa and uh, the home and just the just you know just these uh, few family members and uh, my own uh, city or my own town they must think that what their existence what they do in their life how it contributes to the world you know the uh, whether it's india whether it's canada whether it's the globe they must become universalist they must think of the world perspective how they can contribute to society mm-hmm. how can they move society in a progressive direction uh, where uh, we have a more egalitarian society where fewer people are suffering and where um, lot of people have access to healthcare we must think about all these progressive goals and by being 
these uh, liberal, uh, these uh, social liberal, these revolutionaries, young people, both men and women can defeat the stereotypes and uh, restrictions that are imposed on them uh, from birth and from uh, their current uh, status as, uh, you know, Indians or Canadians, wherever they're living. Okay, well, I think you said some very important things. And I totally agree with whatever you said. All of that is pretty important. And I think, yes, there should be, like, women in India especially should be educated. And, you know, they doing whatever they want to do rather than being restricted to, to just in, you know, their home and, like, work and everything. Yes, yes, I, I definitely think that women in India... Uh, also women like the Desi women living mm-hmm. in the West must embrace the idea of feminism. They must become uh, feminist revolutionaries. They mm-hmm. must uh, they must open themselves up to the idea that education can be their, uh, you know, ticket to freedom, their ticket to enlightenment, uh, empowering themselves. And, uh, and basically, you know, when a society embraces progressive values like we have in the West, we have in the liberal West, uh, these uh, progressive values, progressive society is when, uh, when a society embraces these values, they can also immensely benefit economically, they can advance scientifically, they can become a nation, which is a strong nation, uh, you know. I think there's a strong correlation, uh, even a co- you can say causation, between higher education levels, uh, between uh, women being empowered and a society having a higher GDP or having, uh, you know, uh, being uh, more uh, successful economically, you know. Uh, yes, so I think that, uh, and, and also last the last point I'd like to say that it is up to the men, mm-hmm. uh, men uh, who they might have uh, sisters, mothers, you know, uh, aunts, uh, relatives. They must go out of their way to encourage women to think about uh, improving their lives through embracing liberal progressive mm-hmm. values. They so men must also become feminist. Men must think that women's emancipation is something that men should be encouraged to support and they can do that by uh, uh, being supportive of women and I won't use the word allow but they must stand shoulder to shoulder and not think that women's empowerment is in any way denigrating to men mm-hmm. rather feminism and women's empowerment helps the society as a whole and acts in the interest of both men and women mm-hmm. They should basically they should consider each other equal yes yes and should just let each other work and be progressive rather than again you know being under the confined restrictions and everything mm-hmm. i totally agree so i know that you read a lot of books do you read like some books related to you know stereotypes or something like this too uh, yes, yes, I do. I um, I'm currently reading this book by Camille Paglia. I say P A G L I A. Okay. Uh, it's a book about uh, decadence from uh, I believe the entire title is from Nefertiti to something. Uh, it's a great book, and uh, Camille Paglia mm-hmm. is a feminist. She's a liberal feminist. Mm-hmm. I I really like her ideas, her progressive values, and I think that. 
if more women, if more Desi women mm-hmm. embraced ideas of uh, feminist progressivism, they could really uh, improve not only their own lives, but they could do something for the world. All these progressive values that I have, it's because of my education at the University of Calgary. I'm very grateful to be a student at the University of Calgary. And I'm very, I feel a sense of uh, gratitude and a, f- a sense of um, appreciation for all the wonderful professors that I have here. Mm-hmm. And they have taught me all these uh, progressive values of, uh, you know, uh, Marxism, of uh, liberal progressivism. And... Uh, uh, I would say that most of the liber- liberal values that I have, I learn not from reading books, but from uh, taking university comms courses, you know, comms theoretical courses or other other courses. Uh, and the readings that I get in my comms uh, courses, you know, the articles that the professor assigns to read every week, that is where I get all these progressive ideas from. Uh, I uh, do, uh, what I do is, uh, when I'm reading an article that a professor has suggested, I go look that up on Amazon, Mm -hmm. and if I can get it, I can borrow it through our university library, I do that, and I read it at home, I take printouts if I'm downloading an online version, and uh, so I would say that... um, you know, I'm really selling the comms course here. You know, comms is a very uh, progressive field. Uh, uh, more, pe- if more people took communications, uh, media, and film studies, uh, uh, they can learn to be, you know, progressive human beings who are out to improve the world, out to make the world better. And I, I would say that rather than personal reading, most of my uh, progressive values come from uh, these university courses that I'm taking and the articles and books that I encounter in these courses. So are you suggesting everyone to take communication, at least one course? At so least one course, it? yes. At least cool. one course in communication. That would be great. Uh, you know, communications. Uh, I really love this uh, major um, uh people uh, take uh, people take communications you know I've, I've heard this from an economics student he said oh I I thought that communication students party all the time uh, I said no no that's a very big misconception no, we, we do we have lots of assignments we have to do lots of reading write multiple essays yes. we are busy uh, and if he uh, I, I told him I noticed that some comm student regularly skip classes and uh, I realized you know that some of these students are actually honor students so they're not skipping class to party or you know may have meet with their friends they're actually skipping class to do assignments like i'm very fortunate that i got this uh, i'm do i did three courses last term so i attended almost 100% of all my courses mm-hmm. but those calm students who usually skip class they are doing they're focused on their studies they are not partying they're not celebrating and uh, i would encourage all all people uh, you know even science student if they can take at least one comms course uh, it's a progressive field and it this field with really will really open you to human relations uh, you know society uh, liberal values and uh, uh, you know things that uh, make the world uh, more uh, more attractive make a better world well uh, Roon thank you so much for coming and thank you so much for giving us so much information we really like that you came today <laughs> well uh, thank you very much for inviting me it was great to be on your show <laughs> I really enjoyed being on your show so 
thank you guys so much for listening. And thanks for um, giving your point of view and perspective. You know, it's really yeah, we really enjoyed listening to it. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs>